This is Retirement Paradise with Greg Gunther from the Retirement Optimization Group. When a part of your financial strategy is out of tune, your long-term goals, your retirement savings, and your legacy can all suffer. With many years of experience in the financial industry, Greg provides his clients and prospects with the information they need regarding Social Security, Retirement Income Planning, Wealth Management, and much more. Listen in as we address your financial concerns and provide helpful solutions to put you on the path to achieving your retirement goals, your money, and your plans in perfect harmony. And now, here is Greg Gunther to help you retire in paradise. Aloha and welcome back to Retirement Paradise. This is Greg Gunther from the Retirement Optimization Group. If at any point during the show you want to learn more, please feel free to give us a call at 791-2924 or visit us online at therogroup.org. This is a reminder too, you can subscribe to the channel on retirementparadiseradio.com, also on iTunes or Google Play. If you subscribe, all our latest episodes will appear in a notification and you can listen to them anytime you want. Today's episode, we're going to talk about how to reset retirement plans to weather a downturn. We've seen some increased volatility in the markets. Uh, We bounced off the same bottom three times. Uh, Hopefully we're heading up, but you never know. I mean, you've probably heard a lot of chatter about how we're in the longest bull market ever. Um, But even searching on Google, um, longest bull market in history, will give you results that both support and refute. Uh, that hypothesis, but nonetheless, <laughs> a bear market is possible. So we, today we want to look at some ways to plan uh, in case there is a significant downturn. Yeah, well, we've seen some, uh, you're right, we've seen a volatile market lately and we've seen some at least corrections, uh, market corrections, and we've seen some big drops, but then we've seen a few gains. So hopefully, uh, like you say, we're on the way up, but you you just never know. Everybody's waiting for that other shoe to drop with the with a bear market, uh, and you know we're all dreading another 2008. Um, so you're talking about. I know that uh, there was a, an article called "How to Reset Your Retirement Plans to Weather a Downturn." We want to talk about some of that stuff and some of the experiences you've had working with people. Um, and I know that it, it, people say that it's the economy, uh, and it's due for a correction that could trim 20% or more from stock values. Uh, I would think that would be a huge problem, Greg, for uh, people taking withdrawals from their investment portfolios to pay to cover retirement costs. You know, since, I mean, obviously, if you suffer some of those market losses early in your retirement, it's really going to increase the chances of you running out of money, isn't it? Yeah, that's right. Um, it's all about the timing of the market, you know, when you enter into retirement and start liquidating it. Um, and that article you mentioned also... Um, it does mention a 20% or more uh, potential correction. Uh, but there is one very important point. Now, the answer isn't to cower in fear, um, but to plan for the inevitable downturns. Bear markets happen. Uh, markets run in cycles. We all know it doesn't go up in a straight line. So this is part of it. And you know, people get a little frustrated after they've experienced such a long up market. But we've got to remember that the bear markets are part of the cycle. Um, and... In this article, they break down four different actions uh, that can help our money last longer. Uh, So the first action they mention is diversification. So we know stocks have quadrupled since uh, 2009. And the beginning, that was the beginning of this current bull market. But returns on bonds and cash 
still remain low. And investors who haven't regularly rebalanced um, back to that nice mix of stocks, bonds, and cash, uh, red money, green money, um, as I like to call it, uh, they might have too much uh, mm. in in stocks at this point. And that's always been the question is, you know, how much to have in safety, how much to have at risk. And the right asset allocation really, really depends on you, on, on your needs uh, for income and your tolerance for risk and your overall goals. And that's why I encourage my clients to use that color of money risk analysis tool, um, which a lot of them have used. We use it all the time. Um, some of our listeners have, have used that. And it really helps determine what their current investments are and if they match the risk tolerance. Um, yeah. So if you're feeling nervous about the market or potential downturn, it's really a good time to step back, evaluate if your risk tolerance has changed uh, because it does change over time. And it's, it's not something that's set in stone. Yeah. Well, that makes sense, Greg. And I know overall, in my life at least, my personal risk tolerance has changed a lot over time. I mean, I'm not that same indestructible 19-year-old that had never met a hot sauce challenge he wouldn't take. <laughs> uh, you know, I, I avoid the triple volcano hot sauce. It's not safe for everybody, Greg. <laughs> right? Yes. Uh, well, as someone who shares a radio booth with you, I, I can appreciate that. Um, <laughs> sure. It is important, um, getting back on track here, to remember that the risk tolerance isn't always about less risk. Um, at times, consumers may be more open to risk because they're more confident in the economy. So I've seen it both ways, where people might have too much risk, but also people are just a little too cautious and they have too much in safety. Um, in fact, as reported, I got another article here, um, Associated Press article from uh, August 28th, 2018, uh, titled U.S. Consumer Confidence Has Risen to an 18-Year High. So the article even went on to quote Lynn Franco, who's the Director of Economic Indicators um, at the Conference Board, and I'll read the quote. It says, Expectations, which had declined in June and July, bounced back in August and continued to suggest solid economic growth for the remainder of 2018. These historically high confidence levels should continue to support health consumer spending in the near term. So it's quite possible that some investors may be open to more risk based on their current financial situation. Uh, making sure that you're matched with your risk tolerance as it changes over the years will help you remain uh, confident in your financial strategy. Yeah, it'll give you that peace of mind. And I think that's a good point. Uh, tolerance it can be positive or negative, but how often should we be taking this color of money risk analysis? Is this something we need to revisit all the time, like every month or once a year? How does that work? Um, well, I usually advise my clients uh, to retake the color money risk analysis every time we meet. So that's typically once a year um, is probably a good number, uh, but not just the time frame too. If you've had any significant life changes, um, changes in your marriage, um, a death in the family, uh, receiving an inheritance, a job change, anything like that could also impact your risk tolerance. And so that would be a situation where you would want to retake it. I see. That makes sense. And that's a great tip. So what's another action an investor can take to weather a market downturn? Another action that an investor can take is to start uh, smaller 
or maybe cut back a little. Uh, historically, retirees could minimize the risk of running out of money by withdrawing 4% of their portfolios in the first year of retirement and then increasing the withdrawal um, by the amount of inflation each year after that. Uh, this approach, which we've talked to before in our workshops and on the show, uh, was pioneered by financial planner uh, Bill Bengen, and this became known as the 4% rule. Uh, Bengen has since revised the 4% rule, um, and he actually did an interview last year, this is uh, in August uh, 2017, uh, in a Reddit Ask Me Anything interview. Uh, Bengen was asked, is the 4% rule still relevant in today's economy? What withdrawal rate would you recommend for someone planning for longer than 30 years in retirement? And he responded that the 4% rule doesn't really uh, apply in today's economy. People are living longer. Um, again, some of us 30 years, 30 plus years in retirement, market volatility has increased. And so now the nature of the 4% rule, a lot of people are probably going to have to count on more of like a 3% um, rule. In fact, in 2013, Morningstar did a report and said 2.8% was now the safe wow. withdrawal rate. Um, so time horizon, how long you expect to live is something um, I would definitely keep in mind as you determine what percentages to withdraw um, from your portfolio. Yeah, like you say, everybody's situation is different. And that boy, going from 4 to 2.8, uh, you're going to have to have a lot more saved up if you want to have the same amount every month because you're only able to take away 2.8% uh, or, or thereabouts. But like you said, everybody's situation is different. And you have to look at your longevity and your own personal situation. Now, I'm sure our listeners have questions about this or need help making these decisions and applying them uh, to their plans, financial plans. Uh, and I know you have a special offer for our listeners. Uh, what is that and how can they get a hold of you, Greg? Yeah. So if anybody has any questions about this, and this is, again, just the tip of the iceberg, um, you know, investment yield is another thing where you don't have to rely on when to sell shares of your funds or stocks. Um, it's a great way to make your money last longer. Um, if you have questions on what we're talking about, feel free to give us a call 791-2924. Anybody who calls is listening to the show. Um, we're going to they're going to get a uh, no cost, no obligation uh, consultation where we can take a look and see how your retirement plan is in place and how long your money is expected to last. Wow. Well, that sounds great. Very helpful. Today, you've been talking about how to reset our retirement plans to weather a downturn, our financial plans. And you've already talked about two actions uh, we could potentially take. Number one, diversify. And two, start small or consider cutting back. So what's the next action investors can take to weather a market downturn? Well, next uh, we're going to talk about is paying off debt. I mean, reducing expenses really trims the amount that retirees have to take from their portfolios, and especially during bad markets. Um, so like right now, if the market's down, if you don't have a mortgage anymore or car payments or credit card debt, you could live off of a lot less. Wow. Yeah, I, I imagine you could. Obviously, debt is a problem and especially if you have a lot of debt heading into retirement, right? Yes. Um, the more, the less you have to shell out, the more the less income you have to you have to produce. So, yeah, shaving that debt down um, really helps being able to weather market downturns. You're not relying so much on the portfolio. Ah, oh, that makes sense. I mean, every do every dollar less you have to pay uh, to pay off that debt is a dollar you can use for. Uh, retirement and your retirement lifestyle. And I think that's very helpful. 
Uh, what's next? Uh, what's another thing we can do to help weather that market downturn? Um, another good action would be to maximize your social security. And here are some tips from another article, uh, August, 2018, also uh, smartasset.com. And this one was titled how to get the maximum social security benefit. Wait a minute. What did you just call me? What? Oh no. Smartasset.com. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> See what I did there? I made a joke. Oh boy. <laughs> oh boy. Uh, so how do we get our maximum social security benefit? Um, so there, I advice uh, on the first part was to work at least 35 years. And this is because the federal government calculates your social security benefit based on your lifetime earnings, which is over the course of 35 years. And, you know, salaries change over time, but the social security administration or SSA, they use the average wage indexing series. So this is a calculation of wage inflation adjustments uh, year after year in this formula. Um, and everybody's 35 years. So be forewarned, um, the, they do use zeros in your equation if you don't have 35 years of earnings. So if you only have 30 years of earnings, there's five years that are gonna be counted as zeros. And so to make up for those years where you either had really low earnings or you didn't make any money, um, you have to make a concerted effort to earn higher wages um, each year to erase those lower ones. Those as you make more money or work longer in your career, those sure. old ones from way back drop off. And then that really uh, helps your average uh, increase. Sure. And that, that makes sense. I mean, we can get lost in the weeds here. But what you're saying is, is uh, it helps if you've worked for at least 35 years. But I don't want to panic people out there uh, because I know and I've asked you this before when we've talked about this on past shows. Uh, it doesn't mean you have to work, have 35 years of full-time work. Uh, you can you can have 25 years and still get Social Security. It's just not going to be nearly as much as what you're saying. Right. Yeah, it's good to know that 35 years is the number. So if you've worked maybe 32 and you got three zeros, you know that three more years, you're not going to have any zeros on there. So, yeah, it'll increase your uh, monthly benefit in retirement just that much more. So that's good. But now, does that 35 years, does that include all those high school and college years I had of part-time work? Uh, good question. And it yes, um, if you have less than 35 years of full-time work, it's going to count those part-time years. Um, so the more full-time years you have, the higher your benefit's going to be. Yeah, yeah, for sure. What's the next tip? The next tip that they suggest is to work until your full retirement age. And so this is from the same article, um, smartasset.com. All right. All <laughs> How right. to get the maximum social security benefit. Okay. Want your maximum social security benefits is what they ask. You'll need to work until your full retirement age. So here lies a sticky situation as determined age for full retirement it, as, as you continue to, to creep up to it. So for a long time, um, a lot of our listeners probably know this, you had to be 65 um, to get your full benefits. Congress pu um, pushed through the Social Security Amendments of 1983 and started changing it. So it decreed that starting in 2000, the full retirement age would increase from 65 to 67 incrementally over a 22 year period uh, starting in 2000. And the reasoning behind that, of course, was that overall health, health care and life expectancies have increased over the decades. Um, example, the further life expectancy of a 65 year old used to be about 14 years. Today, it's about 20 years. So the SSA clearly 
indicates that aside from extenuating circumstances, the earliest anyone can retire is still 62, but you will lose 30% of your benefits for that year. And each year that you lead up to your full retirement age, the amount that's deducted is lowered and you get closer and closer to that full retirement age, which is going to be based on your year of birth. Oh, okay. So uh, at what age, uh, so the odds are from what you're saying, the age could increase in the future some more, couldn't it? Um, that's definitely a possibility. Um, the, the, if our life expectancies and health is good, we continue to live longer. I don't see any reason why they wouldn't probably tweak that and, and, and bump it up again. Um, the third tip that they have for the social security is determining the best return for your, for your spouse. And this is kind of a big one because married couples have two ways to get social security. You can claim your own benefit, which is based on your 35 years of earnings history, or you can claim part of your partner's benefit and you can get up to 50% um, of theirs. So in order to be eligible for that, it's called a spousal benefit. You have to be married at least 10 years. Uh, you don't have to be currently married, though. If you were previously married and it, and it lasted at least 10 years, you can still qualify for a spousal benefit. And depending on whose benefit is higher, it might be uh, more advantageous for you to, to collect that spousal benefit uh, than your own benefit. So being aware of that um, is very good. And you used to be able to, to claim both, claim your spousal, and then switch to your benefit after it after it grew. Um, you some. Some of our listeners can still do that if you're 62 or older, January 1st, 2016. You're grandfathered in. That's money on the table. Um, so if anybody wants more information on that, um, please contact me because that's tens of thousands of dollars. Um, that's that's wow. not going to be available to the younger generation. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Well, I think it's important for people to maximize those benefits. And I know that you have a report you can run for people uh, that does make the difference, that Social Security Maximization Report, of course. So how can our listeners set up that complimentary consultation and get that Social Security Maximization Report? Yes, uh, we have the Social Security Max Report. It's it's such a huge benefit. It runs 20,000 different calculations. It runs every possible scenario, and there's nothing left for chance. It'll tell you exactly what your ideal filing strategy is. If anybody's interested in that, and especially for those of you who are grandfathered into that advanced strategy, um, give us a call, 791-2924. Ask me for a complimentary Social Security Maximization Report. All right, that sounds great. What's that phone number again? 7912924. So we've talked about maximizing social security and next we're going to talk about another action, uh, another thing we can do um and uh maybe arranging more retirement income and uh, all these things are another reason to utilize that color of money risk analysis you've talked about, right? Yeah, with with so many moving parts and so many different investments out there in vehicles, it's really important to make sure that your portfolio matches your risk tolerance. And it's not the only tool that we have at our disposal either. Um, I love to provide my clients with a full portfolio analysis review um, or PAR. And that kind of provides a, you takes your whole portfolio, puts it under a microscope, and we're able to kind of look at the compass and see if it's pointing us in the right direction to see if we're on track um, for our retirement. And also, if your portfolio is performing up to an efficient level of how much risk it's under. So that's really good information. And when we fine tune that, we can really get the portfolio to truly match um, your individual risk tolerance. Oh, I think that's great. 
So what kind of questions does that portfolio analysis review answer for us? Well, first we will look at whether the client has a blind spot in their retirement. So if they're like many people, they may be very diligent about putting money away and saving, but is it going to be enough? And while saving is obviously the first step, um, it might also be creating a blind spot in your finances. And a lot of people don't really understand, you know, what they own, what they have, how much risk they're exposed to. And so that's what the PAR does. It's, it's a tool that will help create the vision of a comfortable retirement by providing the necessary details of your investments and also organizing, you know, your portfolio. Well, blind spots are never good. I always try to double check mine when I'm driving. You know I'm a good driver. <laughs> yes, you are, Tony. <laughs> and you may you may also fear the unknown. You know, in this case, you, your fear um, is maybe there's a vehicle hiding in your blind spot. And if you're like many people, you may avoid or even fear things that you don't fully understand. So planning for your retirement can be one of those fears, but it shouldn't be. Uh, we can help you plan for your retirement and show you that it doesn't have to be as complicated as you think. And that's with the help of that portfolio analysis review process, making sure everything matches your risk tolerance. It's a very simple and effective way to help make people really understand and organize their portfolio. Well, I think it's been a very helpful discussion. Uh, now, as usual, our time has flown by and we're almost out of time for this week's show. Is there any additional information you want to share with us before we go today? Well, I'd just like to remind our listeners, uh, take advantage uh, of those offers. I'm, I'm available um, for consultations, no obligation, no cost. If you're interested to find out more about Social Security, the risk analysis, uh, give us a call, 791-2924. I'd be more than happy to have a one-on-one -on -one conversation with you. You can also visit my website at therogroup.org to get a lot more information. All right, sounds great. And listeners, that does it for today's episode of Retirement Paradise with our host, Greg Gunther. Thank you for listening to Retirement Paradise. Don't pay too much for taxes or retire without a sound retirement plan. For more information, please contact Greg Gunther at the Retirement Optimization Group. Call 808-791-2924 or visit their website at therogroup.org. Greg Gunther and the Retirement Optimization Group are not affiliated with or endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any other government agency. All matters discussed during the show are for informational purposes only. Each individual situation may vary and the opinions expressed here may not apply to everyone. Materials presented are believed to be from reliable sources and no representations can be made as to its accuracy. All ideas and information should be discussed in detail with one of our qualified representatives prior to implementation.